The following program is a podcast1.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Uh-huh. In a better mood or what? Mm, pretty it's annoying. an early show. You, uh, you're not so good in the morning. No, not so good, Michael. Take note. A little grumpy. Yep, take note. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. I am Lauren Everett's creator of the Skinny Confidential, which is a blog and a book. And I'm Michael Bostick, Lauren's significant other, entrepreneur. Um, many things. Chihuahua Whisperer. Chihuahua Whisperer. Don't ever forget that. Glorified mattress salesman. Tell everyone what I did to your Instagram feed. So she recently followed, I think probably 30 or 40 Chihuahua accounts, but I thought it was one account, but it's 30 or 40 different. So everything that pops up on my feed now is Chihuahuas and I can't figure out how to unfollow all of them. My popular page is all Chihuahuas. I was scrolling the other day trying to figure out like what everyone in my life's doing, and all I could find was chihuahuas. And he doesn't have the heart to unfollow them because he loves chihuahuas so much. And the reason that I did this, because like, a lot of guys will follow like porn sites on Instagram. I see a lot of sick weirdo guys like that have girlfriends or, or wives that are following porn stars or like gross, weird, like just girls doing weird things on Instagram. So I decided that we'd change it up and we'd just do a full chihuahua feed. The with- problem is, is Instagram <laughs> algorithm now like recognizes and thinks that all I want to look at is chihuahuas because I don't follow that many people and so my ratio of like who I follow or not is all chihuahua accounts so I have nothing but chihuahuas popping up and even like a girl or somebody will pop up but it's a girl holding a chihuahua it's yep. not Can't, anything not, but no, no porn stars on your feed it's all chihuahuas honey and it's weird like there's weird like Japanese chihuahua accounts and so they'll like dress them up and like they'll have them selling sushi and like a market it's the, they like stage these chihuahuas it's the weirdest thing ever but I feel like you kind of like it now though I, I think I got a good like 20 of them gone but some of them are, are creeped in there so I, I kept those ones well good things you won't see any naked girls on Instagram so first, before we get into it, I just want to say thank you to everyone for all the support and for listening to the show. Lauren and I both love podcasting and will continue to bring you free shows on a weekly basis. If you're listening, please tell your friends, boyfriends, sisters, brothers, whoever you think will get value to take a listen. It's what keeps the show growing so that we can continue to produce the show every single week for free. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you for subscribing. We're going to do a giveaway next week, too, or maybe this week, where we do like a huge podcast giveaway on the Skinny Confidential, so make sure you check that out. Okay, so what's going on this week, honey? Let's do well, a recap. we are newly aunts and uncles, which is cool. Yep. Never been an uncle. You've never been an uncle, and now he wants a baby. Getting baby fever. Usually, it's supposed to be the other way around. Yeah, I'm a little weirded out because he has full-on baby fever. He's been dropping hints all week. He's been saying weird things to me, like asking me about my birth control. I feel like you hid my birth control. I couldn't find it for like two hours yesterday. One outside of the baby just being cute. Like, I I feel like it's the best excuse in the world to get you out of shit. Like, you just say, look, I can't right now. I got the baby. Like, every time crazy family member comes around, friend, somebody needs something, you just use the baby and it just shuts them right up. Yeah, but are you going to wake up and like nurse the baby and take No, I will not be nursing the baby. (laughs) Maybe we can figure out a way for you to do that. Let's invent that. I I have to to do everything for you. You do. Are you going to wake up with the baby every morning? 
Yeah, that's easy. I do it already with the dogs. Okay, so you're going to feed the baby. You're going to take God care. God knows you can't. You're like a mummy. <laughs> not, I'm, the, I'm not good in the morning. I can't help don't it. don't say. I'm not a morning person. It's just, I, just go with it. So if we have a baby, you're going to have to deal with the mornings. Well, it's not like anything's going to change there. The baby's very cute. He is named Dax. Daxton is his full name. And he's my sister Faye's baby, her fiance Johnny. And he was dressed in the cutest little outfit the other day. He had little white patent leather shoes on. Those shoes are like three sizes too big for his feet. At first, I was like, oh, man, this baby's got some big feet. He's probably, he's probably going to be packing some heat when he's older. But nope, he uh, just had huge shoes. He's tall, though, kind of. He's tall. He's, I'm surprised because I'm sorry, Faye, Johnny, if you're listening, like, they're not very tall. No, Faye, my sister and her boyfriend are not tall, so we thought the baby would be short and little, but the baby's pretty tall, and he's so perfect and so cute. When she had this baby, I'm just obsessed. He's so cute. Probably because it has, like, your bloodline. Yeah, I love him. I want to babysit him. So, yes, welcome Daxton to our family. Um, We went to Vegas this weekend with our friend Steve. It was super fun. We did Caesars Palace. We just had, like, a very chill weekend where we went to good dinners. They just did their 50th anniversary, so we're out there doing some promotion with them, which was fun. We did Nobu. We did Mr. Chow. Yeah, but I really wanted to do Rayo's. It's this um, restaurant in New York, but we ended up having to go to the trendier places. All I wanted, I, I mean, I spent probably 18 hours of that trip just trying to get a meatball from Rayo's. The whole trip was spent looking for this meatball. Someone casually mentioned that Raoul's, is it Raoul's or Rayo's? Rayo's. It's the same okay. people that do like those so- the sauce, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Like the, and my favorite yeah. sauce, tried the Arbiata sauce. It's literally the best sauce I've ever had. They, they mentioned that there was this meatball at Rayo's. The whole weekend, all he would talk about was the meatball. You know, guys go to Vegas to get strippers or do something fun, maybe go in a club. He wanted the meatball. So between the chihuahuas and the meatball, and then you asked for passion fruit sake at Nobu. I, I didn't know what was going on. I was just going with the flow. Listen, I want to just make this clear. That's the one of the best meatballs in the world. You 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 had the meatball, and I could barely get it out of your hands. Like the meatball was good. You inhaled it. I turned around one second, and then the meatball was gone. So the meatball don't, was don't, good. don't be hating on the meatball. No, I'd like to go back for a meatball. Yeah. Okay. So I sold you on the meatball. You did, and then we came back, and on Monday he wanted to go get a meatball at the place across the street. So the, the theme all weekend was basically a meatball. There's nothing better than a gin martini and a meatball. That's true. It's a good mix, and it was spicy. So if you're in Vegas, definitely check that out because the the restaurant in New York, the right Rayos in New York, you cannot get a reservation. If anybody's interested, you should look up Rayos in New York. And I forgot the guy's name, but there's like a lot of like family, like you know, mob history there, and so it's kind of interesting. A lot there's been a lot of notorious gangsters that have been there, and now if you try to get a reservation there, it can be honestly between six months and three years to even get in there. And what they do is they give standing reservations to families. And even when, like, if, if Grandpa Jim's going out and he's on the way out, he can will the reservation to his son. So you can never get in there. It's, it's crazy. So go to the one in um, Caesar's Palace because it's the only other one in the United States. And it's amazing. We also like Spago. It's this tiny little restaurant owned by Wolfgang Puck, and it's in Caesar's Palace. And they have an amazing margarita pizza. I get extra basil on it. And we went there twice. It's so good. I, don't, I just really like that vibe in that restaurant. It has good energy. And I didn't lose anything in Vegas. No, you didn't gamble. Which is That's a huge good. win in my book yeah. if I don't lose. Every time you've go, ever went to Vegas and gambled, you've lost. So let's no, that's not true. There's, learn there's from there's our been, mistakes. The times I win are the reasons that I keep doing it. Uh, but, you know, it's few and far between. So. I've, I've never seen you win. 
Wh- well, when was that? You must be my bad luck charm. Remember when you told me I was a cooler? No, okay, okay. We were gambling, and I was really on a good one. And I was, I was betting. I was, I was getting pretty into it. And, you know, I was just with my friends. Everything was going. I was really up. Lauren comes and starts sitting down, and she, she starts gambling. She has no idea what she's doing, and she starts taking the chips off of my pile and gambling them herself. And then she's doubling down. She, she lost everything. I wasn't a cooler. And I was like, I was getting so pissed. I was like, give me, and she's like, why are you being so rude? I don't think you made the correlation that like those chips represented money. No, I did make it. I, I thought I was playing well. So I'm like, well, there goes the rent money. All right. And well, we can't live anymore. And thank God you didn't gamble because you're not good. You should never do it again. So I did cupping and acupuncture yesterday because after a weekend in Vegas, you need cupping and acupuncture. And I just wanted to say that I walked in feeling tired and stressed and full of anxiety. And I basically told my acupuncturist how I was feeling. And he did points on me that would make me feel better. And I have to tell you guys, I walked out feeling so much better. I could not even believe it. And it was a 40 minute session. So if you are having feelings of, you know, stress or anxiety, I highly recommend you check out an acupuncturist or look into cupping because it provided me with so much relief. And I cannot tell you, if you think I was grumpy this morning, you should have seen how I walked into the acupuncturist yesterday. It could get worse. It can get way worse. Holy shit. I was so grumpy and I walked out smiling and laughing and, and, and like glad handing people. So anyway. so I'm just going to learn acupuncture and mm. just prick you with some needles every morning. No, I don't trust you with needles. Everybody's giving you validation now because of the cupping ever since Michael Phelps did it. I she, know. <laughs> that was annoying. She did a blog post and um, everyone's like, what the hell is this? Like, why, why are you doing this? And made fun of her. And then Michael Phelps did it. And that post is now crushing it. Well, yeah, Michael like made it legit. Like, and so everyone was making fun of me and saying, "Ew, that's disgusting. What are all those bruises? When did they leave your back?" And now he does it in the Olympics and everyone's obsessed. Yep. That's annoying. You also all of a sudden think it's great too. No, so I'm still you're like, part of that. Those I, I like acupuncture still better. You love acupuncture. Cupping. Yeah. That's, you're from, obsessed. From our acupuncturist Taylor Taylor. Taylor Taylor at two first names. Yep. I love him. Yeah. I wanted to let you guys know, speaking of wellness, there is a post on UTIs up on the Skinny Confidential, and it's my tips and tricks for preventing them. I've had 6 million UTIs in my life, and this post kind of breaks down how I figured out not to get them anymore. So go check it out. It's a little secret tip. And we also have a post that Michael did. UTIs, that sounds very appealing. You know all to about them. The men out there. I've complained listening. more about them than anything. I had five or six men listening to this show, and we just lost them again. So now I got to bring myself back up. Um, yeah, I did a post on college and why it's not for everyone. I talked a lot about college debt and student loans and why that may not be the best choice for everyone out there. I think that's live now. So go check it out when you get a chance. I'm excited because today we have. Two of our best friends, mentors, fellow podcasters from the show Wrinkled Not Dead. They're going to be coming on after the break. Before we take the break, we will give our two him and her tips of the week. I'll go first. So mine's another beauty tip because you guys seem to like them. So this one's really simple. Anyone can do it. Inexpensive. Before applying your makeup, use a dime size to quarter size. I like a quarter amount of oil. And when I say oil, I mean like avocado oil or rosehip oil. You can find it on Amazon. Just make sure it's raw and cold pressed. 
as you know, I use oil for everything, but what creates that dewy finish is the oil. So you're going to put that on first, and then you're going to use a tinted caffeine-infused sunscreen. I have one I like that I got at my dermatologist. I don't think it has a brand, but just make sure it's caffeine-infused because it really tightens the skin. So first, you've got your oil on. You can find it on Amazon. It's under $10, avocado or rosehip. Add a little caffeine-infused sunscreen, and then I apply my CC cream, which is by It Cosmetics, or you can also use a foundation. And the oil, again, is going to give you that glow. I sort of blot it with a powder to finish it off. You can get like a Neutrogena powder at Rite Aid, or I really like the Chanel powder. It's awesome. doesn't make you too dry or too oily. And then you can use the oil to take everything off at night. When you take it off, I put the oil on my face and then I kind of wipe it off with water and a washcloth. And then after everything's wiped off, I take the oil and rub it all over my face before I go to bed. And I swear to God, it prevents wrinkles. I love it. Can't say enough good things about avocado oil and rosehip oil. So mine's not so in-depth. It's just about electronics in the bed before bed. Oh my gosh, she's so serious about this tip. I hate it. I can't stand it. Lauren and I have raging fights about it because I feel like electronics keep you up. They like whenever I see a computer or a phone in the bed, like ramps me up, like I'm supposed to get to work again. I, I think it really affects sleep. I think it makes the bedroom a non-intimate place, meaning like you look at it as kind of a workspace instead of a place where you should be sleeping or having sex. So I recommend getting rid of all electronics in bed. It'll help you sleep better. Read a hardback book or a paperback book. Go to sleep. Have what some about sex. TV? TV, maybe, but mostly no. So I do everything wrong? Yes. Okay. Just just making sure. I read off my iPhone. Yes. This is more for you. This is like a plea. Yeah, you know? this is a little manipulative. Yeah. Okay. So quit it with the electronics in the bed. All right. Well, I'm going to give another little wellness tip before we take a break. A lot of you guys have asked me via Snapchat what my wellness and fitness and diet tricks are, and I have a body guide. So go to members.theskinnyconfidential.com and use code him and her at checkout for 20% off to all podcast listeners. You can find my full-blown meal plan there. I really wrote down everything I ate for two weeks and put it into this meal plan and fitness guide. It's really pretty. It's pink. It's cute. The workouts are quick. They're 27 minutes. You can do them whenever, wherever, watching Real Housewives in your room, in a hotel room, whatever floats your boat. There's also a community of women connecting on the platform, which is fun. So you can kind of talk and exchange tips and tricks. Again, go to members.theskinnyconfidential.com and use checkout code him and her for 20% off. And with that, we will be right back with our guests from the show Wrinkled Not Dead. Stay tuned. What's the best way to stay on top of what's hot and what's not in Hollywood? Spend an hour every week with the Lady Gang. What's that supposed to mean? That's where insider host Kelty Knight, hipsters designer Jack Vanek, and Glee star Becca Tobin talk to celebs, fashionistas, and more about what life is really like in La La Land. They just turned their three mimosa lunches into a three mimosa podcast. Wow, that's great. Download the Lady Gang now on the Podcast One app or subscribe at podcastone.com. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. So, have you gotten out of your bad mood yet? Are you still in a slump? How are we doing? A little early? Absolutely not, Michael. I'm still not in a good mood. Still grumpy, huh? Still grumpy. We are back, you guys, with Mike and Jen. There's so much history with Mike and Jen, I don't even know where to start. But I guess I'll start with kind of the foundation, which is... I was in high school and I lived across the street from Mike and Jen. I had a chihuahua named Pixie, who you guys know, 
And Mike and Jen had two or three chihuahuas. At the time, we had a poodle Poodle and and a chihuahua. Mm -hmm. So uh, they lived across the street from me, and we ended up meeting and connecting through chihuahuas. So first, I'll just let them introduce themselves, and we can kind of dive into the history. So... I'll get my word in now while I can. Yeah, get your word in. (laughs) I'm Jen Bell, and I'm with Wrinkled Not Dead. We have a podcast we talk about, but um, when Lauren and I first met, we had a Chihuahua connection immediately. Immediately we had a Chihuahua connection. Mike also would always cook for the Chihuahuas. He would make fresh chicken. Mike's Jen's husband. I'll let Mike introduce himself. I'm Mike Bell, and yeah, I was was there for the whole time. I've been told to throttle back and let things really (laughs) sort of evolve during this show. But but it's kind of like it evolved with us, you know. Yeah, she showed up at the door, and Janet (laughs) should be told that. (laughs) Well, you're the younger version of us. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. We're wrinkled, not dead, but you are still. I'm just very much alive. (laughs) You're smooth, but yeah, I mean, this kid, this kid shows up on the doorstep, and literally, not figuratively, but literally asks if she can stay. Yep, I asked, "Can I please stay?" Right out of high school, and I asked, "Can." I stay. Immediately, Jen flies into action, emptying out closets. Well, no. What I did, let's back up a little bit. What I said, I came in. I said, come on in. I have a massage ready to set for you. So she went off to and had oh, a massage. Oh, God, that's right. And then while you were having a massage, I said, Mike, what do you think? Can we do this? And he said, of course. I would, have, of course, done it anyways. And I said, let's <laughs> clean out the closet really quickly. And we did. And that was it. And I moved moved in. in. And everyone said it's going to end bad. There's going to be all this weird stuff. And we had the best time. We did. For four years. I lived with them rent-free, which was amazing. I was going to college. Four years, 330 days. No, it was actually four and a half years, but I'd like you to move back in. I'd be very happy. Sometimes I still stay there. I know. The dogs loved it. Sorry, Mike Love, you completely left out of this picture. I'm not left. I'm, I'm he letting, was always involved in. During I'm, I'm this letting. Time. T- I'm letting her get caught up on the whole history. Here. <laughs> okay. So you met Mike and Jen when we started dating. When I was living there, probably two years into the relationship. Yeah. So I've because I've known you guys now for probably eight years. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Long time. Right. And Mike and Jen are my saviors because when we have to leave town, we drop oh, the dogs off like deadbeat parents we are. Yeah. And they watch them. Yeah. Well, we love them. We love them. So they also have chihuahuas. Now they have two and they have a poodle. So we drop Pixie and Boone off and they all play and they have fun and they get their chef Mike to cook them chicken. Jen gives oh, them massages. Onto, they're into chicken thighs now. Oh. It's, it's, it's the fat content that they like. Okay. They like that and they like wild caught salmon. But only if it's poached. But they also, some of them have to be hand-fed. Yeah. yeah. They don't like to eat out of a bowl. So we're having anxiety because we're in Los Angeles recording this. And uh, there's the five are back at the house. And you're thinking, oh, my God, where's Chloe? Where is Chloe? And what about the other guys? Are they going to be okay? Everything's going to be fine. But (laughs) one thing about dogs is you're with them every minute in your head or physically, one way or another. They're very high maintenance. We call them the rat pack. So they're they're all five right now at the house with Mimi. Like I said, I ended up staying with Mike and Jen for four and a half years, living there while I was bartending, launching the Skinny Confidential. Mm -hmm. I think I came home one day from college and said, I'm going to do a blog. And Mike and Jen helped me the entire way. Mike would help me cook recipes and shoot. And We had fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, it's really cool because it was at a time when people were like, what the hell are you doing blogging? And yes. you guys never did that. No, they well, never no. did that. And I remember back then they thought it was just something you wanted to do for fun. Yes. Yeah. 
and you were bartending, and they thought that was going to be what you were going to do. But the work but, ethic was impressive, eh, Jen? Yeah, and I remember we were trying to push you to go on a TV show and to be a host on a TV show, right. and you did not want to do that because you had your mindset for this blog, and that was it. There was nothing else I wanted to do. I knew that I could have my own TV show on my own platform, and that was the blog, and I had to start that and grow the foundation. And I ended up shooting my book at your house. Yeah. yeah. You, you watched the whole thing evolve. Yeah. Well, doing the, doing the recipes, you know, still it's unclear to me where you collected a lot of these recipes, but you're pretty, you know, your skills in the kitchen are somewhat limited oh, i'm not the best in the kitchen no. but no, that's the whole you don't book. say the, the whole book if you guys want to check out the book is recipes that are for people that are not good in the kitchen that are that's, five that's second exactly recipes right. they are so th- i'm not martha fucking stewart it's no, just like no, it's very like crystal clear easy five second recipes that are healthy but they were all good like i can can visualize some of these things right now like remember the pancakes thing that have no flour in them oh yeah the, the one with bananas and yep. all that i mean those are fantastic recipes very easy to do and the book you know the book evolved as it evolved we had a photographer come in and we we don't go running outside because the light might not be right in five minutes and we're always late doing this. well some of us were late doing this <laughs> and anyway we'd, we'd go out there and we'd shoot the heck the heck out of the the, the the dish at hand and then it sort of compiled into a whole book of these things and well, with a lot of other stuff in it, but it was fantastic. You did such a job on that as an oh, by the way, to the uh, blog. But I think the food looked really pretty in the book, too. Yeah, yeah. Part of it is the look of the food for me. I don't Because I, I can't it. cook, I but know. I like the look of it, and I like to eat. You liked the two eggs with the banana pancakes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those but are my favorite. I have that. Remember my one recipe I kept trying to feed you? Oh, my gosh. What she has her one. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's, 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 it's three ingredients for three minutes. What is it? It's, okay, it's egg, egg white. Okay. It's Parmesan. Okay. And you put that, you mix it up in a bowl. You put a little Pam in the bowl. You put it in the microwave for three minutes, and then you put tomato on top. This it's is delicious. why Mike's the chef, and that is why I'm a I'm a good cook. No, I thought you, it was wonderful. You, you put the Pam in first. Yes, you put the Pam okay, in first. Got it. Oh, just got. <laughs> Can we just for a minute talk about how you guys are making Lauren and I's voice sound terrible? Because you guys' voices are amazing. Oh, well, yeah, no, you guys sound wonderful. What no. are you talking about? Mike and Jen are also voice artists. Is that how you call it? Of recorders. They, sure. do, they do voiceover, yeah. and they also have a podcast, like we said, called Wrinkled Not Dead. You can see it on iTunes for free. Basically, tell us about your podcast. Well, tell us. I want to I first, before that, I want to get into your backgrounds and, and kind of let people know you guys have a business together. You've had a business yeah. for a long time, which we'll segue into because, you know, Lauren and I work together, and right. we want to get some secrets on how to continue doing that without killing each other. She's already looking at me weird. I just kind of want you to tell the people, like, what your business was before you were doing podcasting. Well, my background, I came from theater. So I went to school in England. I went to the um, to two schools, Guilford School of Acting and uh, another school for in London for speech. And so I went into acting as a, as a stage actor, mainly Shakespeare. But when you start acting, you have to do a lot of dinner theater, and that's kind of where Mike and I met. We started a dinner theater thing the called... cheap stuff. cheap stuff called Norman Is That You, where Mike played this guy and I played this hooker. And so I had to kind of lure him away from this other person that he was interested in, and Gail Gordon was in that show. He played Mr. Mooney in The Lucy Show. 
and uh, June Lockhart yes. was in the show from and Lassie, she, from Lassie Lost in and Lost in Space. So we Lost, had a lot of fun, wonderful. and that's kind of where we met. But so Mike fell in love with a hooker. He did. Yeah, you dirty dog. But it was really. ba- it was back in the eighties yeah. when you had I wore these sort of spandex pants oh, God. as the character. It was, it was so non. And they were fluorescent pink, yeah, and my hair was like out to here and huge. I need to see a picture of this. Well, I, I think have we a have picture. some, actually. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned to do uh, voice stuff when I was in boarding school. I was at uh, boarding school, and, they, and these folks put an emphasis on voice work, and we had a, a, a coach that would come out to the school. Her name was Frida de Branscoville. She's about four feet four inches tall. Square is, like, I mean, she looked like a, a fire hydrant. And she would take us out onto the baseball diamond back behind the school, and she would sit on second base, and you'd stand on the on home plate, and she would give you a book of Shakespeare, and she'd sit there, and you'd have to recite the Shakespeare right towards her. And if she couldn't hear you, she'd come up to you and smack you in the diaphragm. I'm serious. Wow. I mean, you could see it today. So that's because, how you have such well, a huge I'm sorry, voice. Well, I'm sorry, Frida. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she'd hit you, hit you in the stomach. Break your ribs. I know. Just a completely crazy person. But I mean, from from doing that kind of stuff, I got. I was the luckiest guy. You couldn't do this now. You could not do this in this day and age. I literally walked into a radio station and got a job. Wow. With, with no experience, with nothing. Yeah, but your voice is so amazing. Well, well I just you get you either have that or you don't. You know, you can train it, but you either have that or you don't. And in, in my belief, what you do need to know about that kind of stuff is like Jen is great at this. She can read, sight read, it's called, it's just like sight reading music, but she can sight read a script of paper, um, you know, pages and pages and pages and never make a mistake. It's a gift from God. So she gets these long form jobs for doing like she did this thing about vocabulary recently. There'd be a word and they'd have the uh, connotations of the word, all this kind of stuff go on and on for pages. And she just go blast through this stuff. It's a gift. But one that's been, you know, trained for many years. So and now you've transitioned into podcasting. Yeah, which is you guys help so much. You know, there. Well, I'm going to let you take that because it's very exciting, and uh, I get carried away. I'm really. It's really awesome to see it because you know we, we Lauren and I started podcasting, and the whole premise behind it for everybody that listens knows that it was just launch it out there, get it, do it fast. Mm-hmm. You know, take criticism, fix it, and um, when we did that, we kind of just you guys asked us about it and. That's what we thought about it. And same principle. And you we, guys- well, actually, we were all lit one night. Let's get real. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Michael. We were all lit, a little drunk, uh, sitting around. We were having some champagne listening to Bossa Nova. And mm-hmm. the idea kind of came. It came up for us because we went through a hardship. Because we've been in business since 1989. Which and, is crazy. Which is crazy, and I'm very proud of it. And we've been doing radio and TV advertising and corporate training and videotapes and you name it. We do it. And uh, we were just chugging along. We had a client for 22 years, and we thought, oh, this is great. We knew the client very well, and we had all decided we're going to do this until we're 70. No problem. And out of the blue, there was some problems within the family, and the company went under. I mean, literally overnight. And that was our largest client. We have many other little clients, but that was our biggest client. Like 90% of our income. And we thought... Oh, my gosh. Now, we weathered a big storm again in, uh, before that in the 90s where yeah. we lost another big client. But, man, this really took us down big time. And so we thought, what are we going to do? We thought we were going to coast to the end. We should have known better because in any business, it's up and down, up and down, no matter what you're doing. I mean, it just never goes straight. And so 
one night we were sitting around and talking, how can we sort of parlay what we've done into something new and different? And you guys came up with the idea of a podcast because you said, well, Mike's done a radio show before. Podcast is kind of the same thing. And so there's where we are. It's your own little radio station. A hundred percent. And the reason why I like this is their podcast is very motivational because it's talking about how you can take a hardship and turn it into something that's, that, um, is amazing and, and that you're, you're pushing out on the internet that's evolved like a podcast. So I think that if anyone's out there listening that is going through a hardship, take that, take that lemon and turn it into lemonade some way. That's what you guys have done and it's worked out really well. It yeah. is. But podcasting is a lot of work. and But we're, why we're good at that is because we started our own business. So you have to be really dedicated, to it, devoted, yeah. and yeah. focused. Yeah. And it's day in and day consistent. out. And consistent. And putting down all your ideas every minute of every day. But we were used to that with our own business that we started back in 1989. See, we've been married for 32 years. So oh, we're, we're almost like, you know, Mutt and Jeff. We go finish, you know, each other's sentences, all that kind of stuff. Which you guys will be. Which you guys 32 will be. 32 years. I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I, have I a, give it 32 days I easy, have my though. shank in my back pocket. I'm not, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to make it. You know what? You know, the whole podcast, we should have recorded in the car on our way up from uh, San Diego to Los Angeles. People hurling insults at each other. People whispering in the back seat about, he does this. No, he does that. <laughs> Lauren and I were in the back oh seat. Come I'm, like a, I'm like a seasoned inmate. I got my shank ready just in case she tries to creep up on my back. And, and just, the, just in case the CHP is out there, I just want to rat out my friend Michael, who was on his phone <laughs> while driving me precious cargo yeah. <laughs> it's and a, my wife yep. no yep. out you're done out. with that you're done you're done well, put the phone down i tell I'm him a rebel. what can i say he is a rebel yeah, without a cause without a, a, with a cause if he so, ever wakes me up this early again i'm gonna <laughs> i like your story you were so, nasty this morning so much yes yeah, yeah this morning <laughs> i like your story so much because you know um we talked when when you guys were going through hardship and and the whole th- your concern was that maybe there's not an audience for your demographic or you know for your age group yeah. and i said there's definitely an audience there's definitely a niche of people that for sure want to hear what you have to say and you know you guys have listeners all over the world now you were so clear about that and i i wondered about it too i thought good god who the heck wants to hear that some guy's 65 years old and you know running out of gas and but i'll tell you one thing about this is you know that has done for both of us is it's changed our focus now this podcast idea the concept of it and the work ethic that it takes to do this every week but it's amazing how energizing it is to do this. And so we look forward. We've had, uh, we're on our 19th episode. I think you're on 26 or 27. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere around there. It's so stimulating. It is. It's exciting. And uh, we, we record on Sundays, right? Yeah, we do. And it keeps your brain really active and connected. And that's what I like the most about it is that, that it just keeps us really thinking. Relevant. Yeah, and you're thinking the entire week. What I love about blogging and podcasting is it's constantly pushing me to be creative and taking me to my full potential. I mean, I'll have a conversation with some random person and it will trigger something that I want to talk about on the podcast or the blog. I think that's what's awesome about working kind of seven days Mm -hmm. a week and working for yourself is you constantly find inspiration in places that you didn't think you would. Well, what I love about the internet right now in podcasting is, you know, you were in radio and in prior years, you could not have reached the people that you're reaching now No, doing it the old way. Yes, I mean, I, you're, you're connected right. to the entire world already. Yeah, you have listeners. you telling us you have listeners in Australia. Turkey. Ghana. Turkey, Ghana. France, yeah. Germany. You guys, they did 19 episodes of their podcast and they're killing it. 
take a little hint from them. I think that you, if you guys could tell anyone who wants to launch something out that's in a tough spot, what would the advice that you give? Well, we be? learned it. We learned it from Michael because mm-hmm. Michael Bostic told us just go out there, make your mistakes as you go, but launch. Just get out there now because if you wait too long, it's going to be flooded, like any businesses. And so I really think too that advertising is changing from TV and radio, and it's really morphing into something new and different. And part of that is podcasting. And you got to evolve. I mean, you Absolutely. can't just stick with what's going on today. You have to think two years in advance and think where it's going to be. I'm constantly which you are so at good trends. at helping us with. I try. I try. It's difficult for us to anticipate that because the the culture has changed so much and shifted so much. And if you, as older people, uh, fall behind in that, y- your attitude doesn't catch up to learning like it used to. And so you need, I, I, I couldn't recommend more folks who are of an older generation to, to acquire friends who are younger, to help them out, because it's, it's a gift. It's a gift from God. It keeps you young. Yeah. And, I th- and I think vice versa, too. Like I was young just going to say that. Yeah, with having older people in their lives, because we, we learn from each other. I learn a lot from you guys. I mm-hmm. listen to every one of your podcasts. I just love it. You listen to the sex I didn't podcast? Li- no, I did, I did not listen. <laughs> no, I did. Oh, my God. You I'm know. sitting in the naked cucumber's chair. Yes. The, oh, man. Oh, that's, that's rough. Oh, no. That's oh, nasty. No. Can but, I shift now? But when I, when I actually met the naked cucumber. Yeah, it's a nice the bear, guy. The, the bear my favorite is that now cucumber. he's the naked cucumber. No, that, the, the, it's, that's fine. Well, we, we just... We just <laughs> Cut to the chase. The yeah, the bare naked cucumber. <laughs> I'm looking at he, Kevin, he's laughing. In he's there. a very nice young man. I mean, he's very, very nice. And I was not. I think the way you present it is, it's just fine with everybody. It, yeah. did, it did not turn me off at it's all. So being fun. older at all. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. You got to talk about sex every once in a while. You got to shake it up. Well, the bare naked cucumber can't wait to be on. He's waiting. <laughs> he's talking to multiple women now. He's blowing. Michael, it. Don't out him. Well, he's blowing it. He's already oh blown it. Oh my god, you just outed him. I'll out it. I love outing him. It's my favorite thing to do. I know he's blown it at least with four of them already. Um, so he just hasn't found his true love yet. He's an he, interesting man, and he's got a is. lot of capabilities. I like I like Taylor. He's a terrific fellow. He's very dynamic. Taylor actually helped uh, with you get your show launched a little bit. Between you and Taylor, which the difficulty was, as I recall, was nothing to do with launching the show on the platform, but it was getting it over to iTunes, which was still... And I'm, I'm sitting there listening to these two guys talk, and I'm going, I'm lost in the weeds. Lost in the weeds. Yeah, no. Taylor. Taylor thinks he's a co-host. Kevin was just holding up a sign saying that he thinks Taylor thinks he's a co-host now. So, but before we get into the questions, I've been dying to talk to, especially Jen, about this. Okay, dogs. Okay, so Jen is obsessed with dogs. If you guys know me, you know I'm obsessed with dogs. We have this really uh, camaraderie about dogs. So dogs. You have given me so many amazing tips and tricks. And I've done a post on the Skinny Confidential where I've listed a lot of them. But there's one or two tips I think that you have that you have to share with the listeners. Yeah, two tips. First, teeth. Number one thing for dogs. Keep their, their teeth brushed clean however you do it there's little tiny brushes you can put on the end of your 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 finger if you have a small dog or little wipes and you can get them on anywhere you can order them anywhere and the wipes have an enzyme in them that continue to kind of clean the teeth big dogs i think you can just get in there with a regular toothbrush and just really really brush but dental hygiene is so important to dogs because their bodies are smaller than humans obviously and so if they get an infection man it spreads very very quickly and the reason why our dogs are living longer now 
is number one because of dental hygiene. So whatever way you can get in there, please brush your dog's teeth. Great tip. Love it. It's so important. And number two, titers test. Titers test. Pixie has this done every year. T-I-T-E-R-S. Titers. Yep. Big, big deal. And the titers test basically is a test, a simple blood test that tests the level of vaccine in your dog's system. So we found that we were over-vaccinating our dogs or cats. Because they're tiny. Because they're tiny or even big. My mother had a white German shepherd, and this was before a titers test, and he died because he was given a rabies shot when he really didn't need one, and it blew Auto- out his immune system, system yeah. and it just it killed him. And the vet recommends you go back every year and you don't need to do that. You, you, exactly. You need a titers test every year, and it'll test the level of parvo, parvo, corona, distemper, and rabies in the system. And little dogs, most of our little dogs in their lifetime so far have never had to have but one vaccine in their lifetime, period. So please go get your dog a titers test, you guys. Please. It's, it's amazing. It's not that expensive anymore. When it first came out, of course, it, it was. It was over 100 bucks. Yeah, and now it's, it's, it's under that now. It's very so. inexpensive, and it'll well, save your dog's yeah. life in the long run because you, if they don't need the vaccine, why give them the vaccine? A lot of vets still don't know what, what titers tests it's are. It's amazing. It's me. amazing. I was in Canada traveling, and I had to talk to my vet. And, oh, yeah, we've heard about it, but we don't use it. Now the vet up in Canada is using the titers test all the time or, or suggesting to use the titers test. So I think those are the two major things. And also, obviously... You know, uh, eating the right food and exercise and all that. But the top two: fresh water. Fre- oh, fresh water. That's a. You know, that's a, my third one. Clean that bowl out every single day. Scrub it out. Your and dogs put drink in fresh water. water than me. I know. Well, they, they do. They like Evian. <laughs> But they will settle for something, as long as it's bottled, it seems. They're very bougie. Uh, Let's get into the first question. Oh. So the first question is kind of for you guys, because you guys have been married for 32 years. So I feel like you can shed some light to our audience. You've really helped Michael and I kind of with tips and tricks on how to work together and live together. So it's a question from us. Yeah. So so I've never seen such a strong relationship between two people. It really is hard to do it all together. What are your tips and tricks for people out there that are maybe starting a relationship or in a relationship for a couple of years and have decided to pull the trigger and start to work together? Know when to shut up. <laughs> oh my it's god, true. Michael, are you taking notes? <laughs> Pull out your composition book right now. Wait, what? <laughs> no. me, I, I, I'll get you a plaque if you'd like. Yeah. You'll have a plaque. I asked know my dad the same thing. Shut I said, what did he say? I, I was I, I love my mom. They're still married and I, I love her, but I asked my you know, women can be a pain in the ass sometimes. I asked my dad, I said, Yeah, and I'm like, How how you been married for so long? He goes, Son, I don't speak and I don't hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he had the, the icing on the cake. You don't hear. Okay, that's good. Remember what Jean told us? Jean told us there's two words in a relationship that will keep it thriving. What, no, ma'am? Yes, dear. <laughs> oh. Yes, dear. I still oh. feel like you need to get that tattooed on oh. your leg. Oh, well. Yes, dear. So, back to the question. I think you need to marry your best friend. Yes. And that's the important thing because sex comes and goes. And when you're with someone, how it's wonderful, but after 32 years, let's face it, there's something else has to take over here. We're not the bare naked cucumber. <laughs> we are not the bare naked cucumber. And thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, my God. Yeah. But it's you have to be, you have to have the same sense of humor. You have to like the same TV shows or books yeah. or something. Have a lot in common. But mainly, too, that your best friend makes you laugh. 
Yes. That is so important. I will always be laughing with you. There's never a moment where I'm not laughing. (laughs) Is it with me or at me? I knew that was coming. Whatever. But you know what? Don't be afraid to have... have disagreements anything like that it doesn't matter the big thing is that i think is you need to fix things when they're broken and just don't throw them away i've said this before Mm -hmm. we live in a throwaway society and if you truly love something you fix it and that is what how michael and i have lived our lives it's been up and down we've had our troubles and a lot of people would have said that's it i'm getting a divorce i'm out i'm not doing it but yeah suddenly you're not financially stable anymore well that's it i need a new marriage no no you don't but you need to have your partner help you rebuild that's what you need gail and virginia gordon gail gordon mr mooney from the lucy show they they were married forever and basically they stayed together because they made it work that's it she said i said yes and when i said yes at the altar i meant it and the one thing I like about really older people that I've learned from is commitment. Mm-hmm. They really went, their word was their word, and that was it. And it's supportive big... to the end, too. You know, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, supportive. I mean, what you're doing, Lauren, that's for me, says Michael. What Michael's doing, that's for me, says Lauren. And you're, it's, you're inseparable that way. You support each other no matter what. You, you may disagree on the course of action the, the person is taking or a significant other is taking. But whatever it is, you back their play. Yeah, no, I, what I was going to say on commitment is it's, it's a huge problem, I think, in our generation. Um, mm-hmm. I see it all the time of people not committing to things, whether it's a relationship or a business or their word mm-hmm. or what they say they're going to do. I mean, p- people have it so easy these days compared to, you know, what previous generations had it. Um, and it's amazing to me how how quickly people just say, you know what, screw it, I'm not going to do this, or I'm going to give up on this, or I'm not going to work at this. I mean, it's like this sense of entitlement that I see in our generation that's really, it, it's it's going to get worse and worse, I fear. And I think if people don't start realizing, like, listen, when you make a commitment and you stick to that commitment and you see it through, you know, we're screwed if that doesn't start happening a little bit more. There's nothing cooler, too, to me than building something with a teammate and and going through that build and experiencing struggle and growth and evolving together. I, I think that there's there's nothing cooler like a team. And when you said you said earlier you figure it out, a relationship, you figure it out. We've talked about this with travel. Anything you want to do that's worth it in life, you figure it out. You can figure out a way to make a relationship work. If you're in it for a long time and that's your person, you figure it out. You don't just throw in the towel and get divorced. That's, I mean, that's my opinion. I, I would, if you and I were having problems, I would do everything in my possible power to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, we don't live in Disneyland here. It's not always perfect. And you don't want it always to be perfect because we become much closer through our really hard times more than our really good times. And so I think that's what builds the relationship. And I have to tell you, as you get older and into your marriage, it gets easier. The first year is the hardest. It's so tough because you're kind of feeling each other out and trying to figure where things fit. Mortal Kombat. Hmm. Moving in with you was quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, we wondered about that. Yeah, I don't I don't know why you wouldn't just let me put the couch where I wanted to put the couch. Yeah, no problem. We'll put the couch completely in the, <laughs> in, where it doesn't make sense, where nobody can enjoy it. No, um, I don't want you to sit on the couch anyway. So, what so I'm not care? allowed to sit on the couch. I'm not allowed to sit in the chairs. You're I, not allowed to have your shoes on the carpet. I know. What's the carpet thing? No, nope. yeah, shoes. I don't want his shoes on the carpet. 
I'd give up on that one. No, but that's crazy. Not giving up Surrender on that one. Surrender that one. No. Come on, cough it up. All he has to do is take out the trash. I literally do everything. I told this to Jen today. His one chore is take out the trash. He comes home. I clean the whole house. Oils are going. There's music, a little light bossa nova. Candles are lit. Everything's perfect. His underwear is even folded. He walks in. I say, no. can you take out the trash? And he goes, <laughs> I want to ask. You. I guess I can take wait, it out. Wait, wait a minute, to, Michael's shaking his head when you said wanna, the underwear was. I want to ask you. First of all, have I ever asked for any of these things? No, but you, I mean it's nice. I'm not saying I, I don't appreciate it. If I left everything undone for two months, you would not even know what to do. Let's You'd talk about. Hire me. Let's talk about when you let the closet just turn into like it looks like a nuclear bomb went off in our closet. Yeah, that's when I get annoyed and the closet goes like haywire. We're getting we're getting on a tangent. See, here. in five years, none of this will yeah, exactly. matter. Exactly, I'm sitting here going. You'll get out just, of this is over. You'll do this your own crazy. thing. Come it won't on. matter. Everything will be just fine. It yeah. gets trash easy. will be piled up in the house. <laughs> exactly. The shoes, dog poop. Nobody will ever cook. I'm gonna wear shoes on my feet and the shoes are never allowed on the carpet and i'm literally investing in those plastic things that doctors wear oh man so you can, you can put them over your shoes well, you get them from zero but lauren back in our day back in the 50s and 60s they used to have these plastic runners along and they used to mm-hmm. cover furniture in I'm plastic i've been looking for one of those my whole it's life can hysterical. you get that for me for my birthday <laughs> yeah. i would love a good you couch roll cover. out this plastic thing and uh you got a runway to the the sofa that's great. Okay, so you guys, we answered that question. We did have, we ever? We did. Yeah. We did. We really answered it. Okay, We've Savvy ever. B asks, as a business owner, how do you plan for slow months? Have you ever had months, once you were full-time, that you were terrified of how you would make ends meet? Are you asking us that question? I feel like it's for anyone, all of us. We had a terrifying moment. It was I couldn't get out of bed. I was so so scared. Yeah. And I, we've been in business since 1989. It was the worst year I've ever had. And I thought, how am I going to do this? I got depressed, sad, scared, could not get out of bed. Well, you remember, Michael. You came over and we were talking, and I was done. I thought we're going to. I have to go move back in with my 94 year old mother. Do you remember I mean, what I said to you though? I do. You said a year from now, well, one of the things you said is give it time. A year from now, do not make any decisions while you're in this panic mode. And I'll remember that because I was making all these decisions. I was going to go out and I was going to get a job. Not that anything's wrong with getting a minimum wage job because I think any job is good no matter what. But you you were taking your eye off the ball. I was taking my eye off the goal and the ball. And I really sat down and thought about it. And you helped me a lot. And here they are, 19 podcasts later, and your business is doing really well. We're clawing back. Yep. But you know what we found is that uh, all those years of, you know, having a comfort zone with the large clients and all that, it's just never going to be that way anymore. You just have to understand that it's going to be bits and pieces, little bits and pieces that add up to an income. So the good thing about that is you get to celebrate when something even small happens small you get a vo job it costs it brings in a couple hundred bucks it's a big deal because it's adding to the pile Mm -hmm. and thank goodness in the last little while now things are coming around for us in every direction and i think it spawns mainly from what michael said is that you just give it a year and you don't make any stupid mistakes with your thought process and things will come back because you're talented because you work you, with logic, not emotion. Yes, well, thank you. And yeah. I'll just say, you know, in every business that I've ever been involved with and everybody that I've ever spoken with, it's there's no such thing as just go, go, go. Like there's, You're going to have yeah. slow months and everything. You're going to have slow years. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. I think 
people should just you can't lose sight of the long term you gotta you know when, when shit hits the fan everyone starts looking at the short term like this is gonna happen tomorrow oh I'm screwed for next year I'm screwed for next week but if you if you start to look at it as okay you know this is gonna be tough this year or this month or whatever the next two years but in four or five years I'm gonna be back on top if you have that mentality it's much easier to pull yourself out because the mind will take you to really dark places. Mm-hmm. Man, does it ever. It yeah. is very, very scary. But I think the days of having the one big client are gone. It's like when you used to hang the, your shingle and that was it and you stayed at one job for your whole life and then you had a pension plan. Those okay. days are gone. Yeah. So I but think, that makes it interesting. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah. So I think. Well, it's I, interesting if you're young and you have years and years and decades ahead of you. But if you're entering the twilight of your life, then it's not so. But well, I, look at you even the podcast i mean if yeah. you guys wanted to do the radio i mean think of how much it would have cost to produce what you're producing oh, now so goodness. yeah you're right it's you know constantly disrupting yourself not getting comfortable you know making sure that you're you're constantly looking and evolve and trying to evolve with the times and you know, I think that you guys are doing a really See, good job. See, that's why we're friends. But like you said, Michael, have many different things going all at once, yeah. and that's important. Like you just can't focus on one thing because that's not going to take you. Like we couldn't have just a one client because it's going to eventually go away. I would I'm say t- that you need to focus on a lot of one thing, but diversify that one thing. Mm-hmm. So, with, with your situation, like you should be focusing on your one expertise and what you're doing and really becoming good at that, but acquiring multiple clients so you're mm-hmm. not re- stuck relying on that one because you don't know what their situation is. Maybe they go under or maybe they can't afford what, whatever. Exactly. So then when they're affected, you're affected. So as long as you're constantly diversifying and you know working with new clients, even if it's small clients, even if it's just a little bit here and there, when you have that one guy that goes under, <laughs> you're fine. Exactly. And the, the little ones all add up. They really do. I always say success is chipping away. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen that cartoon where he's chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and then the diamond's on the other side and he turns around and gives up? Yeah. That, I mean, that's what success yeah. is. It's, yeah. That's so perfect for it. You just do a little bit every day and you're consistent. And as you said, it isn't one client anymore. It isn't one thing. People will always ask me how I monetize from a blog. Mm -hmm. And that's such a complex answer because there's so many different ways to monetize. There's millions and millions of ways. You can do an ebook. You can write a book. You can work with, you know, sponsored posts. You can do collaborations, partnerships, ads. Mm -hmm. There's all these different ways. So I like to think of any job as a blog, as a foundation, and kind of just grow off that foundation and look at what you can do. And I think that's with any business you can apply that deal but lauren remember that was you a bartender you came home at night two o'clock in the morning got to your blog and you worked on that blog three four hours i would come home at two jen would still be up she would come (laughs) in my room with pixie and i would bitch about the clients at the bar and they were manhandling you and and i wanted to go out and kill them and i could never go to sleep until i heard you come in because i I was too worried about you though because you were up so late every night i couldn't help it i just couldn't help it but your dedication was amazing you were exhausted you were covered like in you know beer and this and that from the bar (laughs) but i mean really you were you were doing all this and you were having to pull signs in from the front door at night and doormats and but you still came home and you got on your computer and you started working on your blog and that's what it takes to get where you guys are today that kind of dedication so I, there- I think anything with dedication it, it you'll you'll get there if you're dedicated you just got to put in the work consistency patience hard work is there is there anything that you would tell you know 
people starting a small business now working on it like any financial strategies that you guys have put in place to kind of protect yourself as the years go on because i think there's a lot of people that don't put an importance on you know being financially savvy being a little bit more conservative saving money not not spending every dollar you make is there anything you guys have done over the years or thought about or you know what um I'm terrible at that stuff. So, but my brother came down and for a visit when we were in the really in the the crapper about this stuff. And he's a very analytical guy and uh, very successful. Was able to retire at 55. And he came in there and started pounding away on spreadsheets and doing all this kind of stuff. And and you know we had to pour out our hearts about our finances and all this to him. And, but he kept whacking away at it. Would never ever anything but a positive word about it. And what I learned from him, because I'm absolutely an idiot with this stuff, is that he would take the analysis and say, you know, this isn't that bad. What are you going to do about reducing your costs? Exactly. And so we would work at that. And we went, we really took it to heart and we did that. Now, what are you going to do about rebuilding your finances and in the, in the, in your income? And we're working away at that. But he was right. You needed to have the analysis of that to make it work, not just some pie-in-the-sky idea that this so is all going to work out. you got to actually track and see where exactly. your money's going. Com- completely right. How you and things- Ron would be like best buds. Wait, so you can't brush it under the rug? How many things? Like, so <laughs> you, you and I do. When you guys Wait. started looking at that, did you find a lot of things that were unnecessary that you were able to cut? Or? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. And little things and how they all add up. Mm-hmm. So you start, he said, with your expenses first. And you get your expenses as low as you can. And then, of course, you start building in the income. But one thing I have to say we did over the year, while we're, why we're still in business since 1989, is that we kept we kept small in our spending. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people wanted us to go into bigger offices, buy bigger houses, buy fancier cars, and we didn't. We, we really kept conservative, and thank God we did, because we didn't know this big thunder was coming in 2008 when everything and went You guys are. have a beautiful, they have a beautiful house. I love your house. It's, it's in a beautiful area. I mean, and you have stayed there, and I'm so glad you still have that house. It's it's not like it's. I mean, it's not like I. I feel I feel like you guys are saying like you're really conservative. It's not like you're super. I mean, you have a beautiful, beautiful. Well, house. we live, we live. But I remember even our CPA said back in 2005, you could have moved into a huge why, mansion. You know, you can afford yeah. a much bigger house. Why don't you go and do it? And we said no. And no. thank God we didn't because. And, and we're not talking. About this is we're under like 2,100 square feet townhouse and in a nice neighborhood. But it's but, beautiful. Well, that's because Jen made it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I love your house because like, I maybe like she I have would a special. Never put the sofa over here, like. You know. <laughs> I have a special. Um, you can walk on the carpet if you want <laughs> to your house. <laughs> what do we call it? Like your um, my your ancestral, ancestral home. Yeah. Your ancestral home. <laughs> yeah, because I love the house. It gives me a lot of well, calmness I'm glad. when I go there. Well, it's always your home. I recovered there from jaw surgery. Mm-hmm. Yep, and from many other things. Oh we have to have you guys back to, to. For me and Jen can tell a lot of stories oh, about boy. that recovery. That was oh, oh my god, that's for another show. But oh. that is, we could we could fill a whole podcast through that. I mean. <laughs> When I Some did my shrill moments. and I got upset, and Michael got, was very, very calm through the whole thing. You were amazing. I was freaking out. I was I'm, freaking out inside, but I knew I couldn't show it. I'll so, give you a B. I want to thank you guys, obviously, for coming up here, coming on. And I want you guys to let everyone know where they can find you, where they can find the show. You can find Wrinkled Not Dead um, on Twitter 
at Wrinkled Not Dead, if you'd like to send us a note. Uh, actually, the best format for anybody is to just go to our new blog, which is great. It took a while to get together, but wrinklednotdead.com. Everything's there for you, just like with Lawrence. And, and it's on and iTunes. The podcast is on iTunes, Wrinkled Not Dead. Mm-hmm. And we did an episode with Mike and Jen all about me living with them. I think it's episode six. Yeah, six or, it was seven. six or seven. That was when you said when we were all lit. Yeah, we were all lit. Yeah, it was they fun. call it lit, and we were all drunk. <laughs> It, that was a fun one. But it was good rosé. It, it was a rosé night. <laughs> it was it was a rose. a, we had a rosé moment. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week for another show. If you like the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast, please submit a review on iTunes. Remember to send in your questions to Twitter, Instagram, using the hashtag Ask Him and Her. Send us questions to our snaps at Lauren Everett's and at Michael Bostick. You can see me making fun of Michael and calling him Susan. Or you can email us at podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. We will see you next week. Send in your questions. Get weird. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.